and welcome to Charity Chat. I am your host, Rachel Green. In this episode, we speak to Dr. Rachel Sentry, Head of Research at the Holocaust Memorial Day Trust. We discuss the importance of marking Holocaust Memorial Day, how and why you should get involved, and how the team has engaged a wide variety of people and communities to get involved in the event. This episode is brought to you by a platinum sponsor, Work for Good. Here is Dr. Rachel Sentry. Welcome to Charity Chat. I'm joined by Rachel Sentry, and today we're talking about the Holocaust Memorial Day Trust. So, Rachel, please could you introduce yourself and your organisation? Sure. Well, first of all, let me start by saying thank you so much for inviting me to be part of your podcast. It's a real honour. So my name's Rachel, as you said, Rachel Century. I am the head of research for the Holocaust Memorial Day Trust. We've been around since 2005 when we were set up by the Home Office uh, to run Holocaust Memorial Day. Maybe I'll tell you a little bit about Holocaust Memorial Day and then come back to what the Trust does. So Holocaust Memorial Day itself was set up in the year 2000. 46 countries I think it was went to a conference in Stockholm and they all signed the Stockholm Declaration stating that their country would do some sort of Holocaust remembrance and education. Each country was allowed to decide how it did that Holocaust remembrance and education on Holocaust Memorial Day and the day that was chosen was the 27th of January which is the anniversary of the liberation of Auschwitz-Birkenau, which was the largest Nazi concentration camp complex. So in the UK, to mark Holocaust Memorial Day, the government set up the Holocaust Memorial Day Trust to run the day for them. And we do a number of different things. We organise a ceremony, which takes place on the 27th of January each year. Um, In previous years, it has been in person, but last year, because of COVID and also this year, it's a virtual ceremony. The good thing about that is it means everybody can join us. And I'd like to invite all of uh, the listeners to this podcast to watch the ceremony. It's on the 27th of January at 7pm. You can find the link on our website, HMD. .org.uk. And the ceremony is a real opportunity for everybody around the country to remember the victims, those who were murdered in the Holocaust, and also the subsequent genocides that we commemorate on Holocaust Memorial Day, and the genocides that took place in Cambodia, Rwanda, Bosnia and Darfur. It's also an opportunity during the ceremony to hear from survivors of those genocides. So we will learn more about the genocides, and we will find ways that we can all come together to try and make a safer, better future. The other thing that my organisation does, the Holocaust Memorial Day Trust, is we encourage people all around the country to put on their own event for Holocaust Memorial Day. So we want people, whoever you are, whatever sector you work in, wherever you're living, wherever you're based, to come together with your community group, with your faith group, with your school group, and mark the day and there's all different ways to do that and we support all different ideas and concepts around the whole country so we work with schools to 
encourage them to put on a lesson. We work with cinemas to get them to put on a relevant film. We work with prisons, museums, libraries, galleries, um, churches, mosques, synagogues. Everybody and anybody can be marking Holocaust Memorial Day. And so the trust supports thousands of organizations around the country to put on tens of thousands of activities um, so that we can all mark the day. And that's quite a long answer to your question. <laughs> Um, that's great detail. Thank you. And um, so this year's theme is one day for Holocaust Memorial Day. Um, and could you explain a little bit more about the theme um, and what does it signify for Holocaust survivors and perhaps also survivors of genocides and also for our audience, um, what it might mean? Thanks, Rachel. So every year, the Holocaust Memorial Day Trust chooses a new theme for Holocaust Memorial Day. And the reason is to try and engage more people with the day. We find that there are some people that mark Holocaust Memorial Day every single year. So having a new theme gives an opportunity for a new angle, a new area that maybe they've not thought about or explored, new resources. And so hopefully it keeps things fresh for people that mark it every year. But then there are some people that don't mark Holocaust Memorial Day every year. Maybe they know very little about the day or about us, the organisation, and they see the theme and maybe it captures them, captures their imagination or interests them. So the theme this year is one day. And what I like about the theme is that there's so many different ways to interpret it. We recently held a photography competition for young people and we asked the young people to finish the sentence one day with a photograph and the winning entries will be on our website soon and we've had some amazing entries from people all over the country it's really interesting to see the way that they've interpreted it mm. but before we produced the resources on the theme one day we spoke to survivors um, as you mentioned of the holocaust and genocide to find out what the theme means to them it's it's really moving and for me really inspiring um to one survivor ibby nil who survived the holocaust said you didn't think about yesterday and tomorrow may not happen. It was only today that you had to cope with and you got through it as best you could. That's quite a powerful wow. quote. We've um, in our theme vision, we've got lots of quotes from different survivors and I encourage your listeners to check it out. Again, you can find it on our website, hmd.org.uk. But for me, there's one quote that really stands out that I just like to share with you. Somebody called Pfizer, who's a survivor of the genocide in Darfur in Sudan, which started in 2003. So very recently. Mm. And she said, one day I decided to leave my country. It was a hard decision, but there was no other way. I left my home, my friends, my people. I left all my belongings. There is a book on a table near my bed open to page 49, waiting for me. And I just find that so powerful because I can picture the book mm. on her table near her bed, open to page 49. And, you know, she made this life-changing decision one day. She had to leave her country. And we also talked to survivors about one day that life changes for the better. But we also know that there are many survivors and many victims for whom one day everything changed for the worse. And you asked me, what does the theme mean for your listeners and for everybody out there? Holocaust Memorial Day is one day. 
And we hope that it's one day that we can all come together in our communities to learn from the Holocaust and genocides for a better future. Maybe even we can look ahead to one day with no genocide. Wow, that's really powerful. Thanks, Rachel. Um, and I guess just to follow on from that, as you um, have mentioned, some people um, kind of mark the day every year um, and others might be new to Holocaust Memorial Day. And um, how does your organisation engage and work with different audiences? Thank you, Rachel. It's a great question because for us, we think Holocaust Memorial Day is for everybody. And that means that our work is, uh, we've given ourselves a big target in terms of engaging people from all different sectors, all different ages. And we want to try and engage everybody. So we have different ways of trying to do that. First of all, everything we do is free. We have lots of free resources on our website and we try and ensure that they cover a range of ages. So we've got schools materials that are for primary school, secondary school, SEN pupils and older. Um, and then we've got resources for adult audiences so that might be useful in a ceremony or in an exhibition. And so we try and make sure that as a as a starting point, we've got resources that are suitable for all. We find that case studies are quite a good way forwards because lots of people don't know how to begin marking the day. So we've got lots of different resources on our website that maybe show you how other organisations have marked the day. And I think if you're like an arts organisation or, or an art gallery, you might want to see how somebody else has done it and then you can take it from there. And again, we try and produce resources that are useful. So we've got exhibitions on our website that you could show at almost any type of event, especially these days of digital resources. You can put the exhibition on, on any screen in a classroom or in a cinema or in the foyer of a reception, a workplace area. We also try and do some targeted marketing, try and approach organisations. We have a focus on schools, local authorities and young people. So we spend a lot of time throughout the year building up relationships, engaging with people. Um, we also have support workers who focus on museums, prisons, workplaces. We also have a support worker in Scotland and in Wales and Northern Ireland this year to try and reach the, those demographics as well. Um, I think the short answer is that at the Holocaust Memorial Day Trust, we're here to help anybody mark the day. So please, anybody who wants more information should get in touch, email us. I would say phone us. We're currently working from home because of uh, the government <laughs> guidelines. But if you do phone us, you'll get through to somebody that can redirect your call or help you further. Um, but everything you should need is on our website, hmd.org.uk. Amazing. Thank you. So I guess to summarise, as I think um, that would be really useful for anyone working within an organisation, um, is free access to resources for different ages, um, case studies that can be utilised. And I guess it kind of um, brings everything into context and, um, you know, as with the one day shares really strong stories. Um, as well as the support workers, which I think is a really interesting way of working with people within those communities um, to talk about the topic a little bit more. Um, 
so I guess to um, continue with that, would you mind um, explaining a little bit more about how you work with the support workers, what their role is and what you hope to achieve um, or what they hope to achieve within their communities? Of course. And so this is a new way of working for us and we were fortunate to secure funding to allow us to get support workers to focus on very specific areas so at the moment we have support workers who are focusing on museums prisons workplaces and then three who are focusing on scotland wales and northern ireland and what it means is that those six support workers can spend their time their resources targeting those particular groups so three of them are demographics and three of them are different sectors Um, but that means that we can provide tailored support so if a museum wants to mark holocaust memorial day our support worker can give them really specific feedback on how as a museum they can mark the day and we hope that that will result in more museums taking up our offer more museums engaging with the day and putting on something in their museum because obviously if a museum has an event then hopefully lots of people will be able to see it walk through their doors covid dependent of course um we've found over the years so i've been working for hmdt for eight years now nearly nine and the more tailored support we can offer the more likely it is that people will benefit from that support but obviously a lot of it comes down to funding or team capacity you know we are a small team we can't provide tailored support for everybody but we try our best Um, and whatever sector you're from wherever you live geographically in the UK if you need support for HMD we will offer it Um, so hopefully that answers your question Rachel um, yeah, that was really useful. Thank you. I think a lot of our listeners um, will find that really handy. Um, another thing that I came across, um, which to me was really powerful, um, is it the memorial book that you have online on your website? Um, I was reading through that and I think it's so powerful, again, just to hear um, stories um, from families, from those affected, all those who are um you know, remembering someone who's been affected by a Holocaust or recent genocide. Um, And I wonder if you'd share, um, you know, what the thoughts were behind setting up the memorial book um, and what the response has been to that. Thank you. I'm really pleased that you picked up on this, Rachel, because this is a very new project for us. We've just launched it a few few weeks ago. Um, as you say, we set up this memorial book, um, something new for us. And we hope that people, members of the public will set up a memorial page in memory of a family member or a loved one or an influential figure who was murdered in the Holocaust under Nazi persecution of other groups or during the recent genocides of Cambodia. Rwanda, Bosnia and Darfur. And the way it works is that family and friends from near and far can all work together to create and contribute towards that page. And we hope that through doing this, the book will honour the millions of people murdered because of their beliefs, their race or their community, some aspect of their personality or identity. And we talk a lot at Holocaust Memorial Day Trust about remembering the victims And this is a practical way of doing that. And it means that the stories in the memorial book, the the lives of the people in our memorial book can be shared more widely. We know that in all the genocides, the perpetrators try to wipe out 
an entire people, but also their culture. And, and in some instances, you know, the names, we don't know the names of everybody murdered mm. in all the genocides, but by doing the memorial book, we hope that we can restore an identity to some of the people who were murdered. We can remember some of them and it's quite a reflective thing and it's it's lovely to see it taking shape and um, you asked me about the response we've been overwhelmed by people wanting to create a page for their loved one or as I said you know it doesn't have to be someone in your family I, I personally have created a memorial page to somebody that was murdered in the holocaust that I didn't know mm. but um, his name's David Berger and he wrote before he was murdered that he hoped to be remembered that was just such a powerful phrase for me that I wanted to create this memorial page for him so that his wishes were honoured, so that he can be remembered and so that anybody looking at this book will learn more about him. Thank you. Um, and I guess to follow on from that, what is the one thing you would like people to take away from this conversation um, about Holocaust Memorial Day Trust? Rachel, that's a really hard question asking me to just think about <laughs> people can only take away one thing. Um, we get asked quite a lot about the difference that we as an organisation actually make or the difference that Holocaust Memorial Day itself actually makes. And I like to say that, or I like to think that as a result of taking part in Holocaust Memorial Day, we know, we've done research, that people go on to do something. We know that they go on to take action. We know that they go on to raise awareness. So I hope that everybody listening to this podcast will be inspired to get involved in Holocaust Memorial Day in some way. And those ways are, as I mentioned, you can watch our ceremony live 7pm on the 27th of January. The link is at hmd.org.uk. When the ceremony ends at 8pm, we're inviting everybody around the country to light a candle together. We're calling this Light the Darkness. So please light a candle safely, place it in your window and help us spread light. And you can also share that on social media, take a photo of your candle. And or your listeners can put on their own event for Holocaust Memorial Day in their community, in their classroom, in their workplace. Um, so as a result of your listeners doing one of those three things, watching the ceremony, lighting the darkness or putting on their own event, they will be spreading awareness, raising awareness, spreading knowledge and hopefully contributing towards making the world a better place. And it might seem like a small act, lighting a candle, but, you know, it will light the darkness. It will make a difference. And the more candles we see, the more light we can spread. And I hope that that's a starting point for further action and more people to get involved mm. thank you and um while we're on the topic of further um actions to take away from this podcast um i'm sure everyone here is an avid uh, podcast listener um so would you like to tell us a little bit more about um your own podcast series i would love to thank you for mentioning it rachel yes so this is something also new for holocaust memorial day trust we've been doing lots of new projects recently we've just launched our own podcast series called learning from genocide and i was really privileged and honored to interview survivors from the holocaust and from the genocides of cambodia rwanda bosnia and Darfur, as well as experts in the field including journalists um, witnesses and academics 
And each episode looks at one of these genocides in a bit more detail. And I found it personally really moving to hear the stories, the testimonies of some incredible people who, against all odds, survived the genocide and to hear from them today. Um, it's called Learning from Genocide, the podcast, and you can get it wherever you're getting this podcast from. <laughs> um, and I hope your listeners will enjoy it. Thank you, Rachel. And so much. Uh, thanks so much for joining us today on the Charity Chat podcast. Um, and we'll be sure to share all of the details of Holocaust Memorial Day, um, as well as your podcast on our site. Thank you. Thank you very much for inviting me to be with you today. A big thank you to Dr. Rachel Sentry. In this episode, we have spoken about the importance of coming together to remember the Holocaust and genocides and how to take action. This year's theme, One Day, represents how one day can change your life. And it's also one day that we can come together to mark what happened for a better future and maybe even look ahead to a time with no genocide. The Holocaust Memorial Day Trust have free resources that are accessible to all. They also share how specific groups or places such as art galleries could mark the day and use targeted marketing. The charity has also utilised support workers who are located in different geographical locations and settings such as schools and prisons to spread word about the event and get people involved. This tailored support has increased engagement in marking the event. We hope this podcast has provided food for thought and inspired you to get involved. So thank you, dear listener, for getting this far with us. We hope you enjoyed the episode and continue to enjoy the podcast. We'd love to hear either way. It's just left for me to thank our corporate sponsors. This episode of Charity Chat has been brought to you by Work for Good, a fundraising platform which helps charities streamline and unlock small business sales fundraising via a supporter-friendly digital commercial participation solution. So small but mighty businesses can fundraise for causes they love and charities can maximise this awesome sustainable source of income. Giant Squid Audio Lab for sponsoring our podcast kit, Magda Axmit for our beautiful website, check it out at charitychat.org.uk and Forest of Falls for playing throughout the show and for playing us out now. Thank you. Thank you.